It was a demonic presence. And it was using our Annabelle to manipulate us into giving him a soul it couldn't have. It tried to take mine. But Samuel reached out to the church. They saved my soul. But the evil was still attached to that doll. So we locked it away. Where it could be surrounded by the word of God. Welcome back to the Haddonfield Horse Podcast, where we review horror movies and horror movie franchises. I'm Tawan. I'm Maria. And today we're reviewing Annabelle Creation, released in 2017, directed by David F. Sandberg and written by Gary Doberin. Maria, can you give us the plot summary today? Annabelle Creation is a horror film that serves as a prequel to the 2014 movie Annabelle. Set in the 1950s, it follows a doll maker and his wife who, 12 years after the tragic death of their daughter, open their home to a nun and 12 girls from an orphanage. Soon, the girls become targets of the possessed doll Annabelle, unleashing a terrifying chain of events. So, Annabelle Creation. So, like Marie mentioned in the um, plot summary, it is the prequel to Annabelle. And it's overall just a better film than the... um, than the first Annabelle movie. This movie kind of got the um, the Ouija treatment where instead of like making the sequel like an actual like sequel, they made it a prequel and gave us a little more backstory to how we got to where we were. But also it was just a better movie overall. And it, it was it was funny because I think when this movie first came out, after seeing the first one, I was like, eh, I don't really care about that one. But I was seeing reviews online about it, and people were like saying it was like way better than the first one. And I was like, okay, I'm interested. And I and I also like the director of it as well. So I went to check it out, and it definitely like was an improvement. And it really just goes to show how, depending on who you put in a director's chair. Um, can make like a big difference in this in these type of movies and it wasn't even like the the budget was like super improved i think the budget for the first annabelle movie was um it was kind of sub like 10 million dollars and i think this one was maybe like 15 which i mean you know yeah it makes a difference but they were still able to do a lot with the within the constraints of the budget for this movie as well and it still wasn't like nothing like too um like too grand or anything like that so it it was just crazy to see how how improved it was because they it seemed like they actually had like an idea fleshed out for it as opposed to the first one just wanting to kind of kickstart this sort of conjuring universe in a way and I mean, I'm not mad at that. They they decided to, you know, go that route with it. But this just shows how um, with someone like good in the the director's chair and, you know, writing, they can, you know, put together a story that, you know, makes sense. I was engaged. And also it made the scares like way better. Like I was actually, there were actually points in here where I was like, oh shit. And they were like good scares as opposed to the first one where I think I could probably only pick out like one moment I remember from that movie and we just recently watched it. Um, but moving to Maria, how did you feel about Annabelle creation? Well, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> uh, Animal Creation is definitely like my absolute favorite movie out of the whole franchise. I'd agree. I agree. Yeah, and I I agree with what you said. It's just it's definitely fleshed out more or better than than Annabelle. But I feel like compared to like the Conjuring movies, uh, it's not. I mean, there is obviously like religion, but it's not so heavily relied on the religion. You know what I mean? Like, it's not so heavily like it's not any like Catholic propaganda or like Christian propaganda. I don't know really what the you know what which one it is, but like yeah. it's they're not like romanticizing everything or like anything really. You know, like it's literally just some girls in an orphanage and these parents who are grieving and then some stuff happens and then it gets worse. And then, you know, and I feel like I like, I mean, I like how it ties in into the, like into the other movie, Mm -hmm. but I feel like 
even then that ending was still just so great like i feel like even without like even if the first annabelle wasn't made that would have been a really great ending you know that's true you know like it didn't really like i mean it was i feel i mean i see it more as like a little easter egg of like oh this is you know connected to another movie but we also didn't really need the first annabelle you know and this i don't know i love this movie i love like the scares the script um I feel like, like some of the scares, like they, there were some like pop ups, but I love the way they, um, like, like some scenes just came like out of nowhere without you really like mm. expecting it, you know. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, also, agree with um, what you said about how like it kind of. <laughs> It kind of defeats the need for the first one, like, because this gives us the actual backstory instead of just, like, a moment in time with the Annabelle doll, which the first movie was. Like, this gives us, like, everything that we need to know about Annabelle, like, how the demon, like, got placed into the doll, all that stuff. And it gives us everything that we really needed to know, whereas the first one didn't. And it was kind of like a side story in a sense and you know why this one connected to it it was just so much done better that <laughs> the first one kind of feels unnecessary yeah and honestly like because i've watched this movie a lot like i didn't even have to watch it for this because i've seen it <laughs> so much that sometimes you just kind of forget that there's a first movie because mm-hmm. I, I think we talked about it last week where the first or not last week when we talked about Annabelle, we had mentioned that uh, we don't really see Annabelle, like the doll itself throughout the movie, but obviously here we do because it's, you know, the origin of it. So it definitely feels like the actual Annabelle movie because we see the doll and yeah, we see what happens with the doll and the demon and I love, which is why I think there's only like a couple scenes with the demon, but they happen like way later. Mm-hmm. And you know, it might be like it might be my favorite movie, but they still don't know how to do demons. They still <laughs> like a guy, but it's just kind of like the fact that throughout most of the movie, though, we do see the demon hidden. Like we don't really see it, and that made it just so much more like you know. I just I guess. It, like it left it up to the imagination of what the demon looks like. Yeah, and, and you don't really see the demon until way at the end, and I mean it's 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 disappointing, but you don't get that until the end. So you enjoy most of the ride until you know. But um, yeah, I mean it's one of my favorite movies. I loved it. I think since I watched it, it's it's so good. Yeah, and that that would I would agree, and. I I do have something to mention to kind of what you said about like the demon, but I guess we can talk about that in our next little section here about, you know, scenes that we like, dislike, and including in that also like kind of jump scares that you say you or or, like scares that you liked as well. And like how you mentioned, you know, the demon when in its full form just kind of looks like a guy. It was scarier when they kind of just showed like at points like the hand like of the demon like they didn't show like the whole body like the scene where um i believe it was linda when she was in the like dumbbell um like dumbbell thing and you just saw like the hands of the demon like pulling it down like that's scarier than us seeing like the whole demon and it, and it, it, it like paid off a little more or when she was like um in the bunk bed for instance and looking over the side of it she saw the annabelle doll then the hand just like goes up like goes over and pulls the doll like towards it towards itself and like out of the view like that's like it like comes off as more scarier than actually seeing the demon because it's always the you know the fear of the unknown type of thing that kind of gets you a little more than once you see it and you're like oh okay like I'm still a little scared, but like now I know what it is, and he just looks like a guy. 
I'm telling you that he just, I just don't know. It's just like, like the Conjuring universe just has so much potential and they are great movies. I mean, there are obviously some not so great movies in the universe, but like just, I don't know what, but like the demons just always lack. The only demon that doesn't lack is, is, uh, it's a, Valak, but even then, like, it's literally just, he's just kind of like, you know, like, some nun, you know what I mean? Right. Like, he looks scary, because it's, obviously, you, you realize it's very blasphemous, but, like, I mean, I don't know, it's just, they they kind of should have just kept that same energy, I feel like, throughout the series, and I think that's just, it. it's just the demons in these movies that just don't hit. Like every single time, <laughs> but um, um, oh my god, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> um, like yeah. any scenes that you preferred in this one? Well, uh, I mean, the scenes that you mentioned where you see glimpses of the demon, like before actually <laughs> seeing the demon, like they were definitely terrifying. Uh, one of the big scenes was um. Uh, when the little girl, the one with with the polio, when she, uh, you know, it, like, lures her out. No. Yeah, so she goes into, like, the dead little, little girl's room. And then she sees, you know, the girl. Yeah. Uh, honestly, any of those things were also really good. Those were also pretty scary because I think that's where we first see the whole thing where, you know, it's the sheets you see the sheets stand up and then the sheets go, you know, and I feel like that's one of the first times we saw it in the series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, you know, and and obviously like, like nothing is better than the first time it happens. And it just, hey, it was so scary because, because it's freaky because you see it's like right in front of her and then it's just not there. And then, uh, and you know she she gets scared. She she runs out, and then all the doors just close. And then you know, then then I think there was like a point where she looks down the corridor, and it's dark, and you could kind of see the demon there. And she obviously mm-hmm. she gets scared, so she like runs and tries to like you know get down the stairs on her her thing. And then you know, and it goes down. <laughs> it, yeah, and I'm like. That's so scary because it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, like, like she literally can't do anything. She can't go down the stairs. No, she can't. Honestly, I would have just, I would have threw my body. Yeah, (laughs) like at that point. Yeah, but like, I I think because like she had um her her seatbelt on, so like she couldn't get off. It wouldn't unbuckle, and it just it goes up, and she's like. Okay, you know, and and I I love this scene because you know nothing happens, you know, and you're just like, all right, this demon, the demon is just messing with her because nothing happens, and then she just flies up, it just grabs her and throws her up, and then you're like wondering because because everything is silent, like there's no music playing, it's mm. just she's not screaming anymore, you don't hear anything. And you're like, and you know, and then you get like a shot of the living room and you're wondering like, oh my God, like maybe she just disappeared. And then she falls. And there's, I feel like that scene was just so well made because you don't get the whole like the bells and whistles of, oh, the scene is scary and the music is playing and like people are screaming. Like it's literally just, it's like you experienced it in your own home, like with, with mm-hmm. everything quiet there's no sound going on, and it's just like it feels like a regular moment, but it's not regular because something scary is happening, you know. And I just I loved that scene. Oh yeah, that that was a good one. That was a good scene. Um, very well crafted, and another like just another like star for the director because you know like that's like a good moment where you could tell like oh. Somebody was cooking right here. Like they do what they he knew what he wanted to do, and he he put that shit in here. And that it was just one of those moments. And it's like another reason why I give praise to like them picking like you know a good like follow up director for this one. Um, 
I would say for me, a scene that I like out of this one was the, um, when, I'm trying to remember his name, because I just forgot it, um, Sam, when he, when after he's like talking to, um, believe it was Linda outside, and she was telling him how they like went in and and saw the doll and stuff and he told him how they shouldn't like be playing with it and he went inside with the crucifix and Janice comes from behind him and then his fingers just start fucking getting contorted back off the crucifix and next thing you know he's dead in there in the house like that was like crazy bones breaking and stuff is always like um like just the sound of it all like it always gets me but like I was not expecting that because you know usually in these movies they always like hype it up as you know the the crucifix is like that's going to protect you like it'll always protect you and then you saw that it, it didn't do a damn thing and that man was not safe from um from what was happening to them um so that i, I just thought that was like um you know a good a good like scene showing what the demon could do in uh, this one uh, and I think I'm like, sorry, but like I think like that scene. It's also the fact that we see it happen, like mm-hmm. you know, like I feel like, and, and and you know, and I feel like in a lot of movies, you know, when people just kind of scream and then the scene cuts out and then they come back and it's like a brutal scene. But here, like you see, yeah, like you see his fingers contort back. You see that it's like, you know, kind of. But but like breaking him, and yeah. I think another thing about that scene too was that you know I think when he first walks in, well, yeah, well you know he sees Janice, and then Janice kind of goes behind into like that that the dark or the shade or whatever, and then it turns into you know this, you know the obviously the demon, but I think if I'm not mistaken in this scene, like the demon is still wearing the dress. That Janice I believe wearing. so. And yeah, I it was. That. Oh no, it was. Oh, I mean, it was probably that scene. But there was another scene when they were first. Uh, you know, like this was way before when um when B had first died, and you know they they were very upset, and then they kind of realized that she was still in the house, and you know they were catering to her because they obviously wanted her spirit there because they missed her. Mm. And I think the scene when they when they realized that she was not their like their daughter, like it was the demon, like and the demon kind of turns into, you know, I mean, into whatever form it is, but it's wearing the little girl's dress, like it's still wearing it, and I feel I feel like that's so terrifying because I can't imagine like you're you know you're obviously sad because your child died, and you feel. Or you see what you think is their spirit. You invite it over. Like you invited to stay. Blah blah blah. You realize it's it's a demon, and then the demon kind of grows and turns into whatever the into whatever like whatever scary thing it turns into. But it's still wearing your like your child's clothes. And I I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that scene was good in its own because it was like I feel like sometimes they'll just turn the demon into you know the half naked man who's looks like a demon but no it was like a crookedly tall little girl wearing their dead daughter's clothes yeah insane um and i think one more was crazy because i i didn't <laughs> I, I didn't think she's gonna make it but i also didn't think that this was gonna happen was when we see the um the wife well, you know, we see it for the first time, and then they come to check back on her, and she's literally nailed to the fucking wall where her body ripped in half. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I was not expecting that. And and I loved that they used that later. Yes. Like I that like that was scary because obviously this woman's dead. And then she's fucking crawling around like like they were already scared of her because of the whole mask thing. 
And then they see her die in such a brutal way. And then she's still alive, crawling around, trying to get to you. Like, I, I, that's a lot. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, that, that that was a really good one. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. And same with, like, the the scarecrow thing, how they use that as well to um, to get the one girl, Carol, I think it was. Um or I forget who it was, it was Carol and Nancy. It was one of them. But when she like got pulled into the shed by the demon and the the scarecrow like came to life and then took out the woman and the demon eats <laughs> took out the light bulb or smashed it. That was um that was a pretty good scene as well. They just, they had some they just had some really good like scares in this one and like none of them in my opinion felt like cheap like like I felt like they were most of them were pretty or earned like pretty well and I get like that's that's one of the like big positives I have about this one because I mean we know like with these type of movies like what they're kind of going for but it's like if you're gonna make a if you're gonna make it like jump scare heavy or like you know build up the scares like they need to be good and I think that's the main thing I liked about this one it was just how the first one which kind of barely had any and when it did it was kind of like those things where you know what was coming but even in this one where you didn't know something was about to happen like it was still like very crafted it was very like well crafted where you can tell like thought was put into it yeah I feel like they didn't rely so much on like music and basically mm-hmm. like they were trying to set up the scare in this movie. They weren't trying to set the moment. They the, the moment just happened and I feel like that made it so much more impactful cuz you know, I mean obviously with you experience something terrifying in real life, there's like there's not, there's not going to be music when that happens and those things just happen very like out of nowhere, and I feel like this movie just did really well of portraying that, mm. and did it in such like, like I feel like some scares just weren't common. I guess, um, like when um, Linda when she was playing with that little toy gun, and she like yeah, threw yeah. it and it went out into the dark, and then it fucking moves. And then it just takes it, and so she like runs, right? Because she's obviously terrified. She she runs. She, she like goes into her like into her bed, and then you hear something walk and get into like into the bottom bunk, and you know she ends up going to sleep, and she wakes up and she sees those footprints, and it's just like it's so terrifying, you know? Very unsettling. Um. And I guess while we are here on scenes, and I'll kind of move on to ones that I disliked. Um, I guess for me, it was the the ones where, where you know, they're hinting at Valak, and then the whole post-credit scene with Valak. Like, at that point, I was like, all right, they're like... They're like on some Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff now for real. Like, what was the point of having that Valak post credit scene <laughs> at the end of the movie where she's just like moving through the room, through like a hallway or something? Like that was like, all right, we're really just we're really just there. I mean, I wasn't like mad at it, but it was just it was funny to me as a person that like watches like the Marvel stuff and you can you know like when they're trying to call back to something or something's going to come up in a later movie and somehow like the um, sister Charlotte um, just so happened to be in a convent where uh, Valak was and you could see her in the picture and like that one scene. Um, it was just, I, uh, I won't say I like disliked it. It was just kind of like, okay, like, <laughs> I don't. It's not really necessary. It didn't really like hinder my enjoyment of the movie, but it was kind of funny to me. Did you? Did you have any like thoughts on that? Honestly, what mostly got me from that scene was that like they were they did a, a little fucking like holographic thing where they like you know they 
change the picture's position and you can see it and then you don't, and then you do and then you don't. I feel like it made the scene really tacky because it was like, because they did that, I think, also with Linda when she had grabbed, uh, I think, like a picture of B. And she had put it in, under like her blanket and the eyes were going and oh, she brought it back and they weren't and they were and they weren't. I don't know. I just, I didn't like that. It felt very like cheap, you know? And I kind of feel the same way about that scene with Charlotte. I also do kind of feel like it was an unnecessary because like, you know, like, like, like you're right. I feel like they were trying to tie in the movies, but like, I I mean I guess I guess it's kind of like what they did with the the first Conjuring, mm-hmm. where like it's literally just one scene, just one scene that ties the movies together, and that's it. And then like the rest of the movie has to do with a bunch of different stuff that has nothing to do with whatever they talked about, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I mean yeah, I guess they were trying to do a whole like Marvel thing, but it just I don't know. It's just it was. Like, the scene was so unnecessary. Like, if they just cut out that scene, the movie would have just been the same. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I But I feel like the whole picture thing was very, like... I don't know. It just didn't... It wasn't... Like, my first thought wasn't, like, whoa, like, that's so crazy. But it was, like, why? Like, and nobody's wondering why the picture is doing that. Like, <laughs> you move and you see, you move and you don't. Like, I don't... You know, like, I don't know. I would have been like, why, why is that picture? Like, you know, being being in the 1950s, I'm like, why is that picture doing that? (laughs) You know? That's facts. Alrighty. So moving on from our scene recap, we will be discussing our characters in this movie. So first on our list, we have the Mullins family as a whole which is just the um, family um, like in the scene in like the opening of the movie, which is Esther and Samuel, and also their daughter, Annabelle. So, it, <laughs> I understand for these people, they just lost their daughter. Yes, we get that. <laughs> but no way that they had to go to do anything like this to try to bring her back. And now, like, they're in a worse predicament than they are before uh, before it happened. <laughs> or after it immediately happened. Because now they have to deal with the whole demon in their house. Because they, they literally invited it in. And it's, I guess, it's like, like obviously I don't personally get it and never lost a child, but like for the movie for the sake of the movie, yes, I get it. You guys just lost a child, but we don't I don't think I don't think this is what we turn to to bring them back. And I would say like maybe there I would I would um if this was maybe like current times, I'd be like, we have so much media on this, but it was like the nineteen fifties, they ain't know nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, you would figure that they would want their daughters, like, especially being as religious as they were, that they would want their daughter's soul to be at peace. Yeah. You know? But, uh... I mean... You know, and thinking about that, I feel like by using that, they also made Mr. Mullen so, like... So grumpy, you know? Mm. Like, I get it, like, your daughter died, and, you know, that's definitely, I mean, yeah, I have not experienced that, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, a really hard thing to grieve. And, you know, you invite these, this orphanage over, because, you know, you obviously want to do some good, at least. But, like, he, they just made him so, like, unapproachable, and so, like, just like I guess like a mean old man and then they made Mrs. Mullen so like scary that you know they made a whole scene about her where like the demon scares the girls mm. as Mrs. Mullen and then it's like okay so then it just seems like they used all that just to set the scene 
you know? Yeah. Just to kind of set different scares or different like storylines in motion. Yeah, and I mean, I'll do, I will give them like a, a point for like trying to write something by, you know, doing the whole orphanage thing. Like that, that was a nice thing. And honestly, I feel like it could have went a little better for them if they didn't like close off the wife like that. Like, yes, maybe the kids would have been the girls. They would have probably been scared the first couple of times they saw her, but. I'm sure that would have went away if she got time to spend with the with the girls here or there. I don't think it would have been like that the entire time had like a relationship been brought up um for her to like make with the with the children because it made them even more scared that they couldn't see her and then the only time they did see her quotations around that was for like that scare moment um where they thought like she was in the room with them. So it, that made them even like even more scared of what the possibilities were. But if they had just, if he had just introduced them to her or like she kept like her room door open for them to, you know, interact, I think it would have made it less scary for the girls at that, like while they were there. But also, um, I don't know if it was mentioned if this was like, at the first time that they had, like they they had just opened it up to having girls there. So if this was like their first time, like doing this, you know, let's say it went off without a hitch, and then they have rotated more girls throughout um, their home, that probably would have like happened over time. But um, like I get it, but also you know they could have they could have helped the situation a little more. But yeah, the husband he definitely came off as a bit of a grouch which as i mentioned yeah get it you lost your daughter you're you would have to see what would happen to your wife i'd probably be a little grouch too but if you're gonna it's like if you're gonna have that attitude i don't think we should be having like other children around as well if that's like how you're gonna be acting yeah because it's like you know even though like i guess they may not be his kids, like, they're still children, they still see that, and they still kind of feed off of that, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, and I feel like, especially for, like, Mrs. Mullins, I can't imagine how hard it must be, like, you, yeah, it's the first, like, to hear little girls laughing throughout your house, where you used to have a little girl Mm. who used to do that, like, and, and, yeah, not to mention she's so closed off, like, that it would have it would have been nice for you know for her to be introduced to the girls and for them to be able to visit her whenever. Yeah, I just, you know, I I guess. I mean, I guess the whole letting the the orphanage move in seemed like a very last minute thing to them. I don't think they were super prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And um. And and not to mention, like they have a fucking evil doll. Literally, like these kids are gonna get anywhere. Like I feel like they should have known that these kids get in anywhere. Like they're gonna find it sooner or later. Why don't you warn anybody? Like why didn't they say anything? He didn't even say anything when Linda brought it up, or tell the damn the nun. Yeah, he he was just like. No, there's no doll. And then he went inside and he gets killed by said doll. Like, what? <laughs> you know, like, what did you think? I don't know. It's just, a, yeah, just. I guess I just didn't like how they made, like, their characters very, kind of, like, incompetent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is the best way to describe it, but maybe harsh. But, like, it's just, yeah, just the fact that. Mr. Mullen just kind of set the scene and like he would add to the plot whenever, but it was also just like I guess also like the same thing with Mrs. Mullins. Like you like they're just kind of characters just to kind of set things in motion. Yeah. Which is kind of sad because I mean it's their daughter. They're the ones that had to deal with it for like I mean, well not really deal with it, but they're the ones that it's yeah, I mean it's their daughter, you know. They're the ones who kind of dealt with the demon first, and you would think that they would get that chance again, but they didn't. Mm. And I will say, <laughs> I 
kind of thought, like, when I first saw this movie, I thought they brought the girls there on purpose so that they could find some, the demon to take over one of the girls. <laughs> when I first saw this movie, I thought, I thought that's what they were doing. Like, I thought they knew, they, like, they knew the demon wanted a soul and to continue on with, be, like, thinking that it was, like, their daughter. They were gonna actually use one of these girls to replace their daughter. I thought that's what was going on at first, but then obviously that wasn't what happened. But I, th- I feel like that could have been, that would have been like a cool little story beat. That would have actually, that would have been really interesting to see. Yeah, I thought this was, I thought this where they were going. Kind of glad they did it because we see that they were like just trying to like repent for their, what, what happened. But I definitely thought that's where we were going with it at first. Um, Moving on, though, we have Sister Charlotte. You have any opinions about her, Maria? I, I'm, uh, so, I mean, I liked Sister Charlotte. I feel like she was present throughout the movie and offered the girls advice when they needed it. Um, she was definitely a huge presence towards the end when Janet yeah, right, Janet, when she was over here trying to stab mm-hmm. people. And um, I feel like that was pretty cool of her, especially for being like a nun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, because when Janet was first telling, you know, Sister Charlotte about the strange happening she just kind of like brushed her off and it's like you know like janet was like you know this place just feels evil and charlotte was like well you know she was like maybe you just feel that way and (laughs) i mean she didn't say it like that but it's just i feel like she just invalidated janet's feelings well maybe not that either but I mean, it's not like they really had another place to be able to go to, but I feel like she should have been a little bit more wary, you know? Um, I mean, she probably thought that Janet was probably just not feeling it because of the... I guess because maybe she just felt left out, but... I don't know. I feel like she should have been a little bit more, like, attentive to that. Um, I feel... Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you you would just kind of assume that if someone's very like spiritual, that they would be open to listening to things like that. But Charlotte was just very much like, I'm shutting it down. I think when Janet was first telling her about the doll, that sister Charlotte was like, "Well, you should have been in the room. Like now, you need to pray and help me with these boxes." And they just left it like that. And it was like, that doesn't sound, like, alarming to you. Like, you know, like, Janet definitely seems like she has a good head on her shoulders. And Sister Charlotte was just like, well, you're just a little girl. It's okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it's also, <laughs> for Sister Charlotte, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe, should she have, like, sensed something was off in this house? Like, she don't sense the energy or the vibes or nothing? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, these movies always set it up, like, if someone's, like, any, like, part of any, like, religious thing, they they can kind of, like, sense, like, something's off. Like, girl, the, the, the vibes in this house are rancid. Like, you can't tell. Like, you're in there with them. Like, you you can't tell something's off right now. Um, she really did come around to, like, the end when, you know, she was seeing it for herself. But I don't know. Like, being a member of the church, I would think that she, she was, like, sent something was off a little earlier than waiting until um, Linda was almost pulled into the uh, well. <laughs> I'm like, girl, yo... <laughs> It was just, it's just like, I, I would think that so, like someone in her position should maybe be able to see something was a little bit off. You know, and especially if she was at the, um, 
you know, like the church with Valak or whatever being mm-hmm. in there. Like That's you would think that she would kind of like have some sort of experience. I mean, and, and you know, like that's what I mean. Like you kind of assume people that are like very religious tend to be spiritual and they tend to have, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's just me, but it was all, it was also the fact that Charlotte was just kind of telling Janet, like, nah, like, like you're kind of not telling her that she's crazy, but just basically saying that, I mean, I guess I can understand, especially if like, you don't really have anywhere else to go. But, you know, at the same time, it's also, like, there's some weird shit going on. And there was a bunch of weird stuff going on. And then, especially after, like, Mr. Mullen dies, and they're still there. Like, she should have been, they should have been out immediately. But... Let's see who we have next here is um, Linda, who was one of the um, orphan girls that was a part of the group. And <laughs> it was funny seeing her in this because I remember seeing her in, in Ouija, um, the prequel to that one. And for, when I first saw her in this one, I was like, oh, she's going to be the demon. And then she didn't actually end up being the demon in this one. I was like, oh, she, she's good in this one. <laughs> but, um, that, she's a, she's a good, like, she's a good, like, child actress in this one. I actually do like, um, like, like that actress. She did, like, really good in this. But, um, she was the one figuring, not, like, kind of figuring most of the things out or seeing a lot of stuff in this. But, um, Oh man, I had a thought I was about to go in with her, but she, she was still like seeing a lot of the stuff that was happening in the house. Like she had that whole thing that happened with like the toy gun and, um, the, you know, also when she like crawled on the bed and saw like the demon and everything. So she was kind of doing a lot of like heavy lifting, I would say, especially when she was about to throw the doll or she threw the doll into the well and, um, and was trying to like cover it up and everything. Like she, she was honestly doing more work than Sister Charlotte. She was like, she, she would just run in there. That girl had no hesitation. Yeah, like she, she was, she was on go time and she was not, she was, she wasn't trying to have her life played with out here. <laughs> she, she wanted to, she wanted to get that shit uh, nipped in the bud immediately. And I do not blame her because I would do the same if, uh, if I had to. But, um, yeah, I thought she, I thought like she did like really good. Um, I thought like she was like really good here and. It, it was just funny to me because, like I mentioned, after seeing her in the Ouija movie, I definitely um, thought like she was going to be um, the little demon child. But it was just funny seeing that she wasn't. Did you have any thoughts on Linda by chance? I mean, I like her child actress. I feel like in any movie she's been in, she's always done great. And the movie has been good. <laughs> Um, and you're right, like, she, it's funny, because she knew that the doll, right away, she was like, that doll's weird. Yeah. And, yeah, she for real grabbed the, grabbed the doll, in the, first of all, in the middle of the night, <clears throat> she grabs the doll from her, like, unhinged, or, like, her friend that's, like, spiraling out, she just fucking grabbed it, and then she goes to the well that's, like, far away, you know, and I don't know, I feel like that would have been like a really scary thing to do, but she didn't. Like, she's she's a real one for that. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, and she was going to throw it down the well, and I loved, I loved that she didn't really like back down throughout the movie. Like, she you know, kept telling Sister Charlotte, like, something's wrong with Janet. She told, you know, Mr. Mullins about what, you know, what happened with the doll, kind of despite knowing that um, they weren't supposed to be in the room. You know, and I feel like that was a good quality of hers throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like just her acting in general was just really good. 
I did like her character because, yeah, you're right. Like, she was the only one that was putting the pieces together. Which is so weird. Like, Mr. fucking Mullins had already gone through it once. Like, you don't realize it again. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> but, um, like, you would think he, like, he would have some experience. Yeah. Like, the house doesn't feel weird to you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I liked Linda and I liked her character. Yeah, some people are not good at picking and picking out the vibes because the vibes, like y'all don't see the vibes as often here. Yeah, like, oh, girls just got weird out of nowhere. Well, next like, we have, I know truly, and um, next we have our actual demon girl of the movie, who happened to be Janice, and you know I felt so bad for Janice <laughs> throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire time because like she was at a she's at a disadvantage just because of the um, the um, ailment that she had, so like she really couldn't do much um, like with herself because like she was just she was just immediately at a disadvantage of like having that, and even like when she tried to like escape she couldn't she couldn't do it and got put in an even worse position because at that like she got pushed off the um or thrown off the um second floor and was fully like out of it and now was in a um in a wheelchair at that point so like she was just fully like she 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 couldn't really do much for herself now we'll give her that she was trying to like fight like whatever whenever they like either like the demon like took her out of her like wheelchair or pit pushed on the crown or anything like that she was definitely trying to like fight but like it was not much that she could really do um what with you know um with all of that so the demon definitely picked its easiest target which um you know just put her at an immediately kind of disadvantage like that so i felt bad for her but she was definitely she definitely fought where she could but she just wasn't able to do much obviously and um felt kind of bad for her for that but she was doing a lot of snooping which for a child yes i get it but also like i think i need y'all to be scared i need i need these kids to be a little more scared like they weren't scared enough for me to, to like not snoop in these when i look that look to like come on now Yeah, what I were mean, you, what were like thoughts on Janice? Well, I feel like the actress definitely portrayed all of that really well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I feel like she didn't overdo it and she also didn't underdo it when all these scary things were happening. But, like, but you, you were right, like, she was kind of swooping a lot. I mean, I guess she was just kind of feeling lonely because of, you know, she felt like she was being left out from the other girls. But, like, I don't know. Like, this room is locking and unlocking itself. Like, that, that, like, that, like, that's, that's weird. Like, a red, like, a red flag right there. Like, why is this room doing that? And then, I mean, I guess it's also because I can't really blame the little girls because, like, the adults should have said something. They should have been like, hey, this room, like, this room right here, it's fucking haunted. Like, there's a (laughs) fucking demon in there, so stay away, you know? And, I mean, I feel like that would get kids. Like, the kids are going to be like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, it may or may not, you know? I feel like it's still, like, a 50-50 chance. But, um... I mean, I just feel like you just gotta blame the like the adults, especially like the Mullins. Like they definitely should have told Sister Charlotte, like, hey, just so you know, there's a demon in the house that kind of preys on little girls. So you know, watch out for that or watch your girls. Um, but I also, I mean, I also feel like all the like the scenes with the demon and Janice, like, they like they were pretty scary. Um, yeah. I feel like you definitely get to feel just, like, her fear. And, yeah, and I guess the fact that she couldn't really do anything about it. She definitely fought, which is great, because you definitely fight, but 
realistically, she couldn't really do much. Like, when we were talking about earlier, when she was, like, in that moving chair, and then it was, like, moving back up, and she just couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can't imagine how ter- <laughs> like terrifying that would be. Um, but I feel like Janice definitely played a huge part to the plot, and the actress definitely didn't, like, oversell it. It wasn't too much. And even, like, the parts... Like, you could just tell when she was possessed. And then when she was out here trying to stab people, I like the fact that it didn't seem, like, totally out of character yeah. for her, if that makes any sense. Like, obviously, I, I, like, in the beginning of the movie, I wouldn't expect a little girl to be out here trying to stab people. But I feel like the actress played it so well that it just, it, that it didn't look weird, if that makes sense. Like, it wasn't, like... Oh, it's just a little girl with a knife. Like you literally felt terrified that it was a little girl with a knife. Um, and that's what I really liked about her character. Yeah, and I guess that's probably one thing I can say about this movie as a whole is that they did pretty good with the casting of the um like child actors. Cause especially like child actors in like horror movies, they can definitely make or break a project, but they were cast it like pretty good in here and they didn't feel like either they were overdoing it or underdoing it as well um it felt like the correct emotional beats that you would expect from a child going through like this type of situation so that i will say i liked of all of them but i guess to round out our like little list here we have our villain which is annabelle slash our demon um you know, there wasn't much, I guess you could say, like, difference between it, but like the demon from this one and the first, like, Annabelle movie, it just really wanted, like, a soul or a host for the most part, which, you know, it got out of through Janice. But, I don't know, maybe the demon was just more creative in the 50s because it was fun, it was more fun. <laughs> like, he, I, he was having more fun this time around. He was, um, he was fucking with the, um, he was like the crow, the scene where the demon took over the mom's body. Like, that was crazy. So, I don't know. Maybe he was just having a little more fun this time around. Not but, a little more fun. <laughs> like, I don't know. He was just having a little fun, you know? I agree. Yeah. I feel like the demon this time around was very creative. Like, he was for <laughs> real, like, trying his best here. And it showed, and he did well. Uh, it was definitely, especially compared to, like, the first movie, I feel like the demon mm-hmm. in the first movie was very, like, underwhelming. But then, you know, here, you yeah, you see him doing all this shit, and you're like, whoa, like, I'm like, this guy's actually kind of scary. Like, he for real need a... He had bills due. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he was genuinely trying to scare these girls. But at the same time, he was actively trying to get Janice. Like, he was actively... Or it, whatever, whatever it was, was actively trying to get their target. Whereas I feel like in the other movies... Like the scares just weren't really there, and the movies. And I think we had we talked about it like with the Annabelle movie, where it was kind of boring. You know, like there wasn't yeah, there was like a lot of elements to the movie that, but one of them was just not like this demon is like this demon and this doll is out to like to kill people or whatever. But I feel like here, I mean, that man pulled out all the stops. Like he for real was trying to you know, get Janice, he was trying to kill these girls, he, I feel like it seemed that it had more of a plan this time around mm-hmm. compared to like, the first movie, whereas it was just trying to get a body, you know what I mean? 
Agreed. Which is crazy because it was like it's still trying to do the same thing, but just in the hands of someone, you know, a different team working behind the scenes on the movie, they can just provide so much more to it. So it was just it's just like um, one of those things again where it really it really matters like who you have working behind the scenes on your movie and how it can like impact somebody like a character that we've seen in the past but with that we will now be moving on to our behind the scenes which i'll present to us so annabelle creation had a budget of 15 million and brought in a box office of 306 million some interesting facts here with this release, it pushed the Conjuring franchise past the $1 billion threshold, making it the making it only the third horror series to cross that mark after the Alien franchise and Resident Evil series. Trio Tool, who played the adult Annabelle Higgins, is usually a stunt woman and has been a stunt and has also been a stunt woman for Vera Farmiga and the other Conjuring films. David F. Sandberg was initially reluctant to direct the film due to his general dislike of horror sequels. He changed his mind when it was clear he would be making a standalone prequel with no major obligations to connect it in any way to other films beyond a few brief references to them. Some critics' reactions. The film currently sits at a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Hollywood Reporter called it wickedly terrifying and said it was closer in tone and old school psychological fright tactics to the original film than either The Conjuring or Annabelle. Variety, while criticizing the plot, said the film nevertheless manages to conjure some effective scares. And Empire felt that while the movie can't hold a flickering candle to the James Wan-directed entries of the series, it's got plenty of decent shocks and the odd genuine surprise up its sleeve. But enough of them. What about us? Maria, do you cash or pass Annabelle creation? I definitely cash this movie. I love it. Um, it's... I feel like it just has really good elements in the movie that just um you know like regarding like the music and then the way scenes are set up the scares um i feel like it also has a very strong plot um and you know compared to because you know i guess right now um we've only really covered you know the Conjuring movies and the Annabelle movie, or like the first two Conjuring movies and the Annabelle movie, but I feel like like compared to the Conjuring movies, it's not really like romance heavy. It doesn't have those like Christian under or Catholic undertones. It's literally just a movie about some grieving parents who bring in these girls, and then just scary stuff happens, and you know, and it just and I love that they centered around that. Because I think they're they're not trying to get through all these different themes that they're trying to touch with all these random scenes. It's literally just we're gonna scare you because this demon's trying to scare these girls and he's trying to take a soul, and and it works and it is scary. Um, and just I don't, honestly, and it's just the scenes. Like a lot of these scenes were set up so beautifully, and it just made the movie so much better. Um, and oh my god, I was gonna say something else, but um, I'm well, I guess that's it. So, yeah, I definitely cash, and I will be right there with you in cashing Annabelle Creation. I um really like this movie, especially as it just being a general follow up to the first one, and it really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't um well let me rephrase it it definitely like make like makes the material better than what we had with the first like spin-off for the conjuring franchise and I think that david um David Sandberg did like a great job with it, and he's like a really good director, and I just like his material so seeing him seeing him being brought over here. And improving on what we previously had from the first Annabelle movie is definitely a cash in my book. Um, and I, and like, like we mentioned, like at the beginning, it's definitely just one of the better, 
like movies and the Conjuring like franchise as a whole. Um, I think it's better than the other two Nun movies, and also like it more than um, the third Conjuring movie. Now I don't know if I like it more than the Conjuring two. Um, but you know, we'll get to that when we eventually rank all of our like Conjuring franchise movies. But with that, I will leave you all with, with it for tonight. And I believe our next movie in the franchise is actually going to be the first Nun movie. So until then, you all have a good one and good night. If you like this episode, please check out the Haddonfield Horror Podcast from big series like Friday the 13th, Halloween, and Saw, or our one-off reviews like The Blackening and Hereditary. You can follow Haddonfield Horrors on Instagram and TikTok where the hosts post updates and mini-reviews. Full episodes are available on several podcasting platforms and YouTube. If you're listening to us on YouTube, please like and subscribe. The Haddonfield Horror Podcast is produced by Mark Smart, Maria Perez, Juan Griffin, and Elian Cordova. Themed by Lethal Injection and edited by Mark Smart. The Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?